The theme for today's message is when our religious behaviour makes God angry. And the reading, the word of God comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 2, verses 13 to 22. It's the story of Jesus clearing the temple. It was nearly time for the Jewish Passover celebration. So Jesus went to Jerusalem In the temple area, he saw merchants selling cattle, sheep and doves for sacrifices. He also uh, saw dealers at tables exchanging foreign money. Jesus made a whip from some ropes and chased them all out of the temple. He drove out the sheep and the cattle, scattered the money changers, coins over the floor and turned over their tables. Then, going over to the people who sold doves, he told them, get these things out of here. Stop turning my father's house into a marketplace. Then his disciples remembered this prophecy from the scriptures, passion for God's house will consume me. But the Jewish leaders demanded, what are you doing? If God gave you authority to do this, show us a miraculous sign to prove it. All right, Jesus replied, destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up. What? they exclaimed. It has taken 46 years to build this temple and you can rebuild it in three days? But when Jesus said this temple, he meant his own body. After he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered he had said this and they believed both the scriptures and what Jesus had said. This is the word of the Lord. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, send us your Holy Spirit that we may indeed hear you speaking to us now that we might have a clearer picture of Jesus, what he's done for us and that you might move our hearts to repentance and greater faith. And Jesus is our Lord and Saviour. So bless us and help us now. In Jesus' own precious name we pray. Amen. Today actually happens to be a Clean Up Australia Day. So there's lots of people who are right now going out there in the highways and the byways, down streams, down the beaches, picking up rubbish, tidying things up, putting things to right. Well, Clean Up Australia Day is kind of the environmental equivalent to what the intention of the season of Lent is all about. Lent is about us pausing as Christian people and kind of doing a spiritual stock take looking at our Christian discipleship and uh, the state of our spiritual health and turning to God and asking him to cleanse our hearts and restore us to him. Asking God to help us to have the awareness of the things that need to change and then the motivation and the power to actually begin changing them. So it's a time of reflection 
and renewal and recommitment. So both Clean Up Australia Day and the season of Lent as a whole give us a pretty good entry into what was going on with Jesus cleansing the temple. Jesus' cleansing of the temple really reflects a phenomenon that happened time and again in the Old Testament. If we read the scriptures clearly, uh, carefully, particularly when we look at the Old Testament prophets, we time and again hear God complaining along the lines of, these people of mine worship me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Worshipping God with our lips, but our hearts being far from him. Jesus' cleansing of the temple addresses exactly that sentiment. Where are our hearts before God? All that helps us to begin to understand what was really going on and what made Jesus so hot under the collar when he saw what was going on in the temple? What really got Jesus so mad? Pilgrims had been coming to the temple from near and far, often travelling quite a distance, And when they got to the temple, they needed to change their money, the everyday currency they were using, into acceptable currency that could be used in the temple. Because the Roman coins, which was in common circulation, were considered idolatrous, and they couldn't be used to pay the temple tax. So you get to the temple and you have to change your money over. And the other thing is that if you've been travelling at some distance, you don't want to be bringing your sacrificial animals with you. And so the pilgrims would then go and buy the appropriate sacrificial animal. And luckily for them, right on site, there were money changers and a livestock yard where, for your convenience, you could change your money, buy your sacrificial animal. All for a price, of course. As always, there was people wanting to make a buck out of religion. Things haven't changed, have they? (laughs) So these people needed to do these things functional issue. There were two problems, both of which really got Jesus hopping mad. The first thing is that the people were clearly open for business, but they were closed to God. 
And so we hear echoes of God's complaint in the Old Testament. These people worship me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. When God looks at us, when we come to worship, what he's looking for is authenticity. Not looking for perfection. Doesn't care if you've got a full band or a solo artist. He's worried about this. Our hearts. It's not enough to just go through the motions, folks. And if we're really honest with ourselves, that can be a challenge at times, can't it? So easy to slip into that sort of mode where we kind of go in and out of focus. God wants us to worship him with our full hearts. So this is a question of how open we are to God. Lent's a good time to ask that question. The second problem, and what got Jesus really ticked off, was where all this commercial business of changing money and buying and selling uh, animals, where precisely that was happening, because that's highly significant. And very often people miss this bit of the story. See, the money changes and the people selling the livestock, the sacrificial animals, all this was happening in the temple courts, also known as the court of the Gentiles, not in the temple itself. I need to be clear about this. It was happening at the side of the temple, in the temple courts, not in the temple itself. What's significant about that? Well, this is sad. Maybe it will cut deep with us too. The Jews would not have tolerated all that noise and commotion where they were praying to God and offering their sacrifices. That would have not been on. But if it only impacted on the Gentiles, well, that was seemingly okay. It wasn't okay to Jesus. It was not okay with Jesus. In the uh, parallel account to Jesus' cleansing of the temple that we read in Mark's Gospel, Mark chapter 11, verse 7, quotes Jesus as saying, It is written in the scriptures that God said, My temple will be called a house of prayer for the people of all nations. John's account misses out that bit. My temple will be a house of prayer for the people of all nations. You have turned it into a hideout for thieves. 
you can hear the passion in Jesus' words there, can't you? Jesus is here is quoting directly from Isaiah 56, 7. And in Isaiah 56, the prophet Isaiah goes on to say that God promises that when he brings his people Israel back from exile, he will also bring along with them other peoples who will join them in worshipping God. In other words, in God's great plan of restoration, there was a place for the Gentiles, for the non-Jews. God's plan of salvation was not just for the Jewish people and God's plan of salvation is not just for you and me. God has other people that he wants to bring in. God has other people that he cares about. Some of those people you're related to. Some of those people you live with. God loves them. And he wants them to come to know him and find salvation in him. The whole point of Jesus taking on human flesh and blood, giving himself for the, is for not just for us, but for the whole world, for all people. But sometimes we are guilty, like the Jews of Jesus they are, of turning religion into a little club that's just comfortable for you and me. But it's not just about us. Just as we've seen before, our worship is not just about us, it's about Jesus and what he wants and his desire for healing for the whole world, for all people. A place of prayer for all nations. And what was going on in the temple was getting in the way of that. That's what got Jesus so ticked off. And Jesus was particularly upset by the indifference the Jewish people were showing towards how they made things comfortable for them. And if other people missed out, what did they care? What did they care? Jesus' cleansing of the temple. It's all about access to God. This is the heart of that story, about access to God. And in that sense, Jesus' cleansing of the temple foreshadowed exactly what Jesus did on the cross. Because this same Jesus who picked up a whip and drove people out of the temple, soon afterwards would himself be subjected to the whip and be driven out, driven out of the city to a hill where he was crucified outside the walls of the city. This Jesus who was so concerned for salvation of the whole world was so concerned that all people would have access to God 
shed his blood so that could happen. Who gave his life so that we might be cleansed of our sin and guilt. So he's not just cleansing a building, he's cleansing people's hearts and restoring us back to God. So there's a whole new beginning for humanity under God in Jesus. Well, what's the lesson of that? What's the application of that for us here at Good Shepherd Paravista? If I might be so bold, I've got two questions for us to wrestle with. Is it that we sometimes can be so busy about doing the business of our Lord that we get distracted and we lose focus on the thing that counts the most, which is how our hearts are with God? How open are we to God? That's a good question to pray about and reflect on this Lenten season. And the second question maybe is a little bit confronting, but we need to have the courage to ask difficult questions of ourselves. Are there things that we do as a community or as individual Christians that get in the way of people coming to know Jesus? Are there things that we do, intentionally or unintentionally, that exclude people from joining us and worshipping God like God wants them to? So we can think about what priorities we have as a community. We can think about what language we use. We can think about the generosity or lack thereof of supporting the congregation's work. Are we resourcing our staff to a level where they can be more effective in reaching out to others? Are we praying for them? Are we taking up the opportunity and saying, count me in? I want to be part of that. You, just, you can't outsource mission to other people. Jesus calls each of us to witness to him. What about the priorities for us as a congregation? The easiest way to assess what are the priorities of a congregation is go along to the AGM and look at the annual budget. Follow the money. How much money do we spend on making things comfortable for us? How much money of, our, of the money in the budget goes towards 
getting serious about taking the gospel out into the world? I can't answer those questions for you. That's just something between you and God. But I would encourage you both as individuals and as a community to ask those questions. And what a great time to ask those questions during Lent. What a great time to ask those questions during a vacancy as we're waiting on God to show us the way forward. Because renewal in a church always begins with two things. Firstly, when we turn to God in repentance and fall on our knees and are open to God. And the second thing is when we get fair dinkum about mission. Because it's not just about us. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, have mercy on us. Speak to our hearts by your Holy Spirit. Turn our hearts in repentance towards you. Help us to be open to you. Follow your lead. Lord, help us to desire what you desire. That the whole world may come to know you and worship you. Lord, help us to recommit ourselves to being part of mission in this place. Renew each of us individually and as a community that your name may be glorified and may your kingdom grow. For Jesus' sake, for your glory and for our joy. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.